Hello and welcome to another episode of Backbox for Beginners. I'm your host once again, John, and this week we're reviewing Batman Gotham Knights number two. This was released between March 1995 to June 1995, and it's written by John Astrander, who's uh, quite a big name in Star Wars comics. He wrote a lot of the Clone Wars series that was released and is currently writing a series on the origins of the Jedi. And we have art by Mary Mitchell. It went from number 49 and dropped by issue number 4 to 58 in the comic chart. So it wasn't a massive success. And furthermore, to add to the downside, it can be bought for about $3.99 on Amazon so it's not a big seller and it's not a big success but what do I think of it well you're gonna have to listen to the rest of the review to find out we open with Batman swinging above a burning funfair we cut to earlier in the day where a roller coaster crashes the police naturally interview the ride operator but Batman rules out any neglect and the owner denies any sabotage by workers to which the ride operator scoffs at and walks off. He returns home to his wife and kid where they discuss what happened. His daughter announces that she's going out to a club, which her father refuses to let her do, and the daughter, who's called Angie, storms out. We then cut to Frank, the owner of the funfair, who returns home to look after his elderly father. His father says about the site being built on blood. His father is carried up to bed, and, as they do so, we find out that Frank's grandfather was a killer. We cut back to Angie, whose love interest, Eddie, arrives under her window. They sneak out and are watched by Bee, her mother, and flashes back to her relationship with her mother, which we discover was difficult. Angie and Eddie get into a boat, unaware that they are being watched by Batman. They travel to Little Bohemia, where they are accosted by two ladies, who take them to meet a man called Xavier, who is a sculptor, and takes an interest in Angie. Eddie tries to get Xavier to back off, because he is getting a little bit creepy, but is quickly beaten up. Angie gets angry and walks off, with Xander promising to visit an amusement park. Next we cut to a funeral, which is being held for some of the victims. In the cave, Robin, I mean Red Robin, thanks Dan Dio is given a mission to look around the theme park, which is called Little Paris, as Tim Drake and keep an eye out for any suspicious events. We cut to the inspector who takes a bribe from Frank of $60,000. Frank points out that if he didn't have to pay a bribe then he could afford to make the repairs which would allow him to pass the building inspection. The inspector points out that he doesn't get any of the money and instead it goes to people much higher up so he doesn't care. Meanwhile, Xavier arrives in Little Paris and at the same time, Tim arrives as well with his friends and they begin to look around. We cut to Carmine who runs the roller coaster. He spots someone when, where they should not be and he investigates. It turns out to be a man in a hat who Carmine thinks is up to no good. The man talks his way out of it by showing he is a reporter called Sam Broadly, and he convinces Carmine to tell him all about it. And, thanks to some cunning shadow, we discover that Sam Broadly is in fact Batman. 
we discover that B, who is Angie's mother, and Frank, the owner, have a history together. At the same time, Xavier meets up with Angie, and they sneak off together. He charms her, and they agree to meet again, to the fury of Eddie, who overhears them. Whilst this is happening, disaster strikes again, as a cage falls off the ferris wheel, destroying part of the water slide, just as a boat comes down. Batman unfortunately saves the rest of the riders, but not, be not before Mr. Dunker, the inspector, returns to tell Frank that he will be investigating the accident. Angie leaves her room looking for Xavier, but she is stopped by Eddie. They argue and Angie leaves and is taken to Xavier. Meanwhile, Batman accosts Duggar, the inspector, and questions him to find out why he has come back to the theme park. But Duggar gives away little information and Batman goes away disappointed. Batman then travels to Gotham and questions Councillor Hyde over the axe as he thinks he is one of the people who is getting some of the money. He then visits Frank, the owner, and questions him as well. As this happens, Angie returns to find her father waiting for her, and he's not happy. She lies about where she has been, because she has been threatened by Xavier not to tell anyone. But Carmine leaves to talk to Xavier with Angie following. It turns out that it was Duggar all along causing the accident to get money. He has started the roller coaster and is placing gas canisters nearby to detonate when he's caught by Batman. However, Duggar drops the lighter and the place explodes. Little Paris is evacuated and the staff stay to fight the fire. Frank discovers his father is trapped inside the house and goes to rescue him. Meanwhile, Angie has managed to get herself trapped on the roller coaster. Carmine, her father, hears her and goes to rescue her. Meanwhile, Frank fails to rescue his father and the house collapses on top of them both, killing them. At the same time, Angie is rescued by Batman after her father fails to save her and he becomes trapped himself. As they swing off, the co roller coaster collapses and Carmine dies. At the funeral, Eddie and Angie talk and she walks away because he told her father where she went and she says that he can't she can't trust him anymore. Xavier then turns up and offers Angie and her mother a place to stay, which she rejects because she doesn't think he cares about her and only wanted her for her body. The issue ends with Bruce buying up Little Paris and promising to restore it. So overall, I thought John Ostrander does what he does very well, which is write about people. He he does ordinary people very well. He does the whole crowd thing and ordinary people getting on with their lives and how that intertwines. And that worked really, really well. But overall, the story is really poor. Batman wasn't there. And that's not a bad thing. You can have a Batman story without it being Batman. GCPD is a very excellent example. That was a storyline that doesn't really have Batman in it at all. It's about the other characters. But it's expressly about the other characters. It's not trying to be anything else. Whereas this is trying to be a Batman story, but being driven by other characters as well. You, you Really, you need to be one or the other. You can't be both because it doesn't work.
it just becomes quite difficult to follow and quite dull. I think the concept itself is very promising, but how it was executed wasn't really well done. I didn't struggle to follow the storyline, I just didn't feel invested, and Batman seemed kind of tacked on in there, as if he'd wanted to write a story about normal people, and someone had kind of gone, you've got to include Batman, otherwise it won't sell. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, to be honest, the sale of figures kind of reflect on the quality of it. The art wasn't brilliant either. Um, at the very start, so I really struggled to tell the sexes apart, um, which is worrying because I spent about ten minutes thinking that Carmine's wife was, in fact, his son. Um, and I just couldn't tell the difference. I mean, it might conceivably be that he is a bloke but I, I don't think that will be um, the case could be wrong at the start of each issue there's this little description that's quite dramatic and kind of going well this you get hints of what the end's going to be and you think oh this is going to be really exciting and then the end comes and you just think wow what a massive disappointment it turns out to be the inspector that's actually really quite boring if I'd thought, if I'd been attached to the to the inspector and thought, actually no, he's he's investigating and he's doing quite a good job, then that would have been much more of a surprise. Or if it had been my initial suspicion and I thought, oh, it's going to be the Joker or something, that would have been exciting. But it wasn't. It turned out to be somebody I really just didn't give two monkeys about. And if you want my honest opinion, I wouldn't bother to buy this. Even though it's three ninety nine, which is very, very cheap. It's not essential reading. It's not well written. The plot's not well done and the art, like I keep saying, is very, very poor. I'd avoid this. And I'm actually going to give this naught out of five batarangs. Um, which pains me because, like I said, I love John Ostrander. I think he's a great writer. But in this, it's just a massive letdown. So that's my review of Batman Gotham Knights. Next week, we'll be looking at Mr. Freeze, which should be very interesting, considering we've just had the updated origin story. So we'll be able to compare the two. So now I'll hand you back over to Dustin and the guys. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.